Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. And I dropped in today to speak briefly about the dangers of unbelief. But before I do, we're going to pray. Give me one second here. One second, one minute, one moment. One second, one minute, one moment. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin. And I dropped in briefly because I wanted to talk to us about today about the dangers of unbelief. How many of you know that the Bible says that the children of Israel could not enter into God's rest because, guess what, of unbelief? How many of you know that we can know about God and not know God, that we can believe that God exists and not have faith in anything that he says. Because why is this? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're not listening to the word of God. We can't have faith in God. I'm getting ready to talk to about this a little bit more, but first we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the midst of us right now, again, today, this day. Holy Spirit, we ask that you open up our ears to hear and our eyes to see um, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in Jesus' name. Um, so we're getting ready to start right now. Anoint my lips of clay, Father, so I can speak and say what you would have me to say today in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. So we're getting ready to jump right into it. So what did I just say? I said that we can have faith in God. We can have faith in God. We can believe that God exists and not have faith in who he is. How is this? Well, like the like I said earlier, the Bible says that even the devil believe and tremble. How many of you know that the devil believes and tremble? He knows who God is. He was in heaven. He was cast out of heaven uh, by the angels and cast down into the earth. Right. So the devil believe he believed that God exists. He obviously don't believe in who he is, because if he did, he wouldn't have did what he did. I will exalt myself. You know, he knows exactly who God is. He knows that he has power and authority and we, too, have power and authority over him. So let's let's dig a little deeper into this. So the word of God says that. um the children of Israel could not enter in because of unbelief. They could not comprehend the promises of God because they did not believe God. They knew about God. They could even, they probably have, I'm sure they encountered him. You could see the cloud and the fire. Okay. But they still had no faith in God. Why was this? Well, you know, we always talk about it. We talk about the, um, the condition of our heart, How, the parable of the sower. Right. We know that the condition of our heart really does determine how we receive the word of God. Um, they had no root in themselves. And so every time God would give them a miracle, they would praise them for a minute, worship him for a second. But as soon as they hit another hard place in life, they went right back to the doubt and unbelief, mumbling, grumbling and complaining. Um, I don't know about you, but one of the scriptures I'm praying right now is I'm um, asking the Lord to show his goodness and his kindness 
um, to those who don't believe that show his goodness and kindness to my children. Show your goodness and kindness, Lord, to those who are backslidden. Why? Because it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. How many of you guys believe that? I don't know about you, but I came to God because I understood that he was good and it was his goodness that drew me to him. Right. So it was the goodness of God that draws us to repentance. So here we are. So what, what was the problem? Why couldn't they enter in? Because of the condition of their heart. Though they see, they could not hear. Um, let's go to the parable of the sower. Listen to what the parable means. Uh, this is Matthew's 13. We're going to start to Matthew 13, 18 and 19. It says, listen to, then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away. This is the NIV version. The evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. This is why they cannot endure. This is why they could not. They was able to see. They saw the miracle. They could see the cloud. They saw the manna coming from heaven. I mean, they could physically see these things with their natural eyes, but they still could not believe. You know, they. this is why they could not enter. He said, because they had an evil heart of unbelief. How many of you know that God calls a heart of unbelief an evil heart? Why is this? Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. Let's just call it what it is. Let's just keep it simple. I know that's a hard truth because when the Lord told me that it crushed me, you know, but that's the truth. When you don't believe someone, that's exactly what you're doing. We're calling him a liar. So the word of God came. I mean, they was able to see the miracles. You was able to see the miracles. God, you, God gave you a Damascus street experience. He did this for you. He did that for you. You could even testify about the goodness of the Lord. But soon as another storm comes, instantly we forget about what God has done and we'll go right back into the state of unbelief. This, these are the seeds falling on rocky ground, which refers to someone who hears the word and at once they receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, why does it say that trouble and persecution comes? We get, again, we're on Matthews 13, I'm on verse 21 now. It says when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, the trouble and the persecution is coming because of the word. Okay. This is why the trouble, according to the word, because I like to say what the word say. Um, according to the word of God, it says that the, that the trouble and the persecution comes because of the word. Then they quickly fall away. They quickly fall away um, because of the trouble and the persecution. If we faint in the day of adversity, Proverbs says that our strength is made small. We have to know how to fight and we have to know how to still be able to build just like um, Nehemiah now. They, they had a sword in one hand and they were still building with the other hand. No matter what's going on around us, we can't put God up on the shelf and say, God, okay, well, when I start feeling better, then I'll start back doing the ministry or then I'll start back serving you or then I'll start back. No, 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 no. We have to learn how to work in the midst of the trouble. We have to learn how to continue to build in the midst of the persecution. 
Because if not, the devil will have your life on hold forever because that's how it's set up. It's set up the, 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 the troubles and the persecution. It comes to steal the word. It's coming because of the word. This word that you hear now, you will be tested on. I will be tested on. Immediately after the seed is sown, Satan comes to steal the word, the Bible tells us. Verse 22, the seed falling among the thorns, thorns refer to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth, it chokes the word, making it unfruitful. So these are the seeds that fell among the thorns. When we listen to the, the four types of hearts, listen clearly because you're going to hear yourself in one of them. Jesus, our heart is like a fresh pot of soil. And so the seed is the word of God. And the word of God, when it's planted into our, our heart, it's going to determine how or if we receive the word of God. So when we see ourselves not being able to um, do what the word of God say do, it's because the devil is still in the word. And according to Proverbs 22, it says, these are the seeds that fell among the thorns. They refer to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, makes making it unfruitful. The deceitfulness of wealth. How many of you know that money has a voice? And what, what the deceitfulness of riches says is, if I could just have more money, then I would be happy. If I could just have more money, then I wouldn't have these troubles. If I could just have, that's the voice of riches. The word of God says that many have pierced their souls with many have and departed from the faith. Many have departed from the faith and pierced their souls with many sorrows, chasing after riches. They have departed from the faith. The, the money has a voice. Money says, hey, you can make more money selling secular music than gospel music. Many have departed from the faith, chasing after the deceitfulness of riches because it's deceitful because that's not true. God is our peace and God is our source. And this is why Jesus said, I need you to seek first the kingdom of God in, in, in his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. I don't need for you to seek after the riches. I need for you to seek after me. I am the source. I am the one that gives you the power to get the wealth. So when we're not bearing fruit, we're in one of these four categories um, because the condition of our heart, it does determine how we receive the word of God. So um, we have we have the the um, the seeds that fell along the path. I'm coming from Matthew 13. Please, I'm starting. I'm from 18 to 23. Matthew 13, 18 to 23. We have the seeds that fell among the path. Those were that was the first group of people. Listen to what I'm saying and see if you can see you. And if so, there's no condemnation because we know again today that today is another day. We get to uh, do what God say, right? We get to repent from what we didn't do, so we can do what God has asked us to do, right? And so there's no condemnation because this is a teaching moment and we're trying to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory by getting in the word of God. By the way, thank you for joining in on my Bible study. I'm trying to get somewhere here. I'm working my way into where I'm going um, because the word that the Lord gave me today was he was talking about itching ears. He was talking about itching ears. Some are going to depart from the faith 
having itching ears because they're not going to endure sound doctrine. Uh, Timothy tells us, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build myself up to there. I'm trying to talk to us and help us to understand that our heart is like a fresh pot of soil and the word of God is the seed. Okay, and so when we hear the word, if we receive the word, the condition of our heart, the soil in our heart is going to determine how we receive the word of God. We have to have good ground. Anyone that knows anything about planting understands that you can't just plant a seed in in any type of soil and expect a harvest. Well, that's the same way, spiritually speaking. Our heart is the fresh, is like a fresh pot of soil. It's like a pot of soil, okay? So what I'm trying to find out is what type of soil is in your heart? Is it the, is it the, um, is the seed being sown? Is the seed being sown along the path? Is the seed falling on rocky ground? Do you have a rocky ground of soil? which refers to someone who hears the word and at once they receive it with joy and they're shouting all over the church. But because they have no root, it only lasts for a short time. And right after the service, then we're cussing and fussing and doing all this over again because the devil has came and stole the word because of the trouble or the persecution. Trouble and persecution, the purpose of it is to try our faith. Our faith must be tried. So, relax, breathe. It's only a test. Okay. It's to show us if our faith is genuine, our faith must be tried and our faith must be tested because it's easy to believe God when everything is going good. But my question to you is, can you trust him in the trouble? Can you trust him in the persecution? Because if we don't grow weary, if we don't faint, and if we continue to build because we have to continue to build, even if you got to have the sword in one hand and you're building like Neil Minum, and you're still building with the other hand. But you can't just stop. You can't just stop doing the work of the ministry. You can't just stop doing what God has told you to do because of the trouble and the persecution. God, I'll come back to you. But first, I got to go do this. First, I got to go and uh, do that. First, I got to go check on my kids. First, I got to go do this. First, I got to make sure this is right. Then I'll come back and start back doing what you want me to do, Lord. No, we have to build in the midst of the persecution. Don't grow weary in well-doing because in due season, you're going to reap what you sow. Don't get tired. Don't never get tired of doing good because when we get tired of doing good, that's when we start doing evil. Don't get tired of doing good. Well, I'm trying to stick with this. The devil is coming for the word, right? We read that. The seeds falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and that once they receive it with joy, but since they have no root, the word of God is not rooted and grounded off into them. They don't really believe it. They heard it, but they don't really believe it because we believe with the heart, right? Romans 10, 9 and 10 tells us it's with the heart that we believe, but it's with the mouth that we confess, right? So they have no root, they're babies. That you know, I, you know. P- listen, don't get the numbers of years mixed confused with our spiritual growth. You could be saved thirty years and still be a baby Christian. Okay, we have to believe in our heart, and we have to take time out to renew our mind. Because the carnal mind, the carnal mind is an unrenewed mind, and if we don't spend time in the Word of God, our mind is not being renewed. God, you know, I hear people pray, "God, renew my mind." 
That's that's not what the word says. The word tells us to be not be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we can know God, the good, acceptable and perfect will of God for, you know, we can't know the will of God without knowing the word of God. Everything is going to come back to the word. What are you looking for? Anytime we're trying to go outside of the word of God to get a word, isn't that what Saul did? That's having itching ears. Quit having itching ears and sit still and endure sound doctrine. Because when we can't, when we don't want to endure sound doctrine, sound doctrine is not going to give you any wiggle room. God is going to say what he mean, mean what he say, and that's what it's going to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we're not going to, we can't change God. It's not about us changing God. God wants to transform and change us by the renewing of our mind. We, we can't pray a prayer to renew our mind. That's not scriptural, okay? So we need to quit praying and asking God to renew our mind. We have to get in the word of God, believe the word, read the word of God, study the word of God, receive the word. There's no way around it. And I know a lot of people don't want to do that. They hate that word, read and study. And I'm telling you, we need to change our confession of faith and quit saying things like, I don't like to read. Because the, the devil likes that when we say that, because he knows that the only way faith is going to come is by hearing and hearing the word of God. So he doesn't want us to get in there and study it for ourselves. The word of God say for you to study, to show your own selves approved so you can rightfully divide the word of truth. So you don't need to be ashamed. You know, you won't have to be embarrassed. Uh, when it comes to saying something about the Lord, you he said for us to study, to show ourselves approved. We know that when we go to a natural school, you have to do your own homework. If you let someone else do all the work and you get the, the grade, you're not even probably going to even understand how to do the work because you didn't do the work. So, you know, God said in the church, the pastor, the preacher, the prophet, the, uh, the apostle, the past, the prophet, the pastor, the, the teacher, the evangelist. He said them in there. Right. He set them in a church to teach us, to prepare us and equip us for the work of the ministry. But that still does not take the place of our own personal Bible study time. The Bible says that in the book of Acts, that when Paul would teach, they would go home and study to see what he said was true. We have to know the word of God for ourselves. Quit a man manning things that God is not saying. Just because it sounds good, but there's no biblical reference. There's no Bible verse to go along with what this person is saying. And let's not get experiences. Let's not take our experiences and create them into doctrines. Because just because God did it like that for me does not mean he's going to do it like that for you. But the, the message in the testimony is, is that God will do it. Okay, it's already been done. What we have to do is believe the report of the Lord in order to receive what the word of the Lord is saying. There is no way around getting in the word of God for yourself. There's no way around it. We want someone to do the work for us, but we're going to have to dig in here and we're going to have to come back to the word of God. I constantly says this is the urgency that I'm constantly sensing. We have to come back to the word of God. God and his word is one. And when we don't have time to spend with the Lord in his word, 
then we're not, we don't have time with God. Now, I know we want to take the vitamin supplements. Go back and listen to that podcast. But you listening to YouTube preachers, using the Facebook Live, that's all good. Thank God for that because we need it. Okay, but that cannot substitute you actually sitting down and fixing your own meals. You can get in the face of God and cry out to the Lord. He said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'm going to fill you. Um, when we want to know wisdom, he said, if you need wisdom, you can come and ask me. He said, you can come and ask him for wisdom. It's not just the pastor, the preacher, the prophet, apostle. No, he said, you can come and ask me for wisdom and I will give it to you. When we don't know what to do, we can go and ask God what to do. This is, I'm talking about relationships. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about knowing God uh, based upon what your mama said, knowing God based upon what your daddy said, knowing God based upon what this pastor said, this preacher said, this teacher said. No, we have to get our own personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So there's no condemnation. But if I ask you, what did you eat yesterday? You can tell me. But if I say, okay, well, uh, have you spent time with the Lord? Have you spent time in the word? And you say, no, I've been too busy. My question to you is, what are we doing? Where are we going and what are we doing? Because the Lord says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And he says, I will direct your path. And, and you know, and that's good. When we wake up in the morning, we said, Lord, thank you for allowing me to see another day. That's all good. Maybe we need to add to that prayer and say, Lord, what is it you want me to do today? I'm acknowledging you in all my ways. I'm asking you, Father, to lead God and direct my path. Take me in the way that you want me to go. Lead me beside the still water to that place of peace. Feed me with fresh manner. Lord, give me a new word today. If some of us, um, if you're looking for a word, look in the word. Let's not chase after prophecy. If you're looking for a word, look in the word because our heavenly father has promised to uh, fill us. when we're, Don't you feed your children? How many of you know that our heavenly father, which is a good, good father, because every good and perfect gift comes from him. He's not trying to keep any good thing from us. Let's go on. We're talking about the condition of our heart. It determines how we receive the word of God. So um, again, I'm on Matthew's 13 NIV. Let's go on down 21. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble, persecution come because of the word, they quickly fall away. Verse 22, it says the seed falling among the thorns refer to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of riches, it chokes the word. Can't even remember what it was. Because either I'm believing what God say, or I'm believing in what I can see, right? The Bible says that the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall walk by what they believe and not by what they see. Because we have to be able to live by faith, because if not, we're going to be caught up in what the, what's going on in the world. But he says the worries of this life, that's, that's the distraction, you know, the trouble, the persecution, all those, those are the winds and the waves. You know, the story we talk about Peter walking on the water, how when he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to faint. Well, this is, this is our win. Worries is our win. Tribulations is our win. Persecution is the winds and the waves that's coming against our life. And it, is this distracting you? Is your worries, your fears and your cares? Is it distracting you? Is it taking you off course? Is it causing you to no longer keep your focus on the Lord? 
What are you looking at other than God? What are you believing in other than the word of the living God? What the Bible tells us too, it says that the God of this world, the small G-O-D uh, of this world, it blinds the minds of those who don't believe. When you see a, um, a person who do not believe, how many of you know, because it was God who cast down Satan, uh, the angels that cast Satan out of heaven, a loose, you know, he, he was cast down from heaven onto the earth. Revelation 12 tells us that it was a war that broke out. Okay. So Satan is in the earth. And the one thing he wants us to believe is that Jesus Christ is not the son of God. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 tells us this. He says, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Um, um, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, it says the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servant for Jesus sake. So here the Bible says that the reason people can't believe that Jesus is the son of God is because the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, says it has blinded their minds. And that's what the devil wants to do. He wants us not to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God because he knows that's the way back to the father. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. So when you're running into someone who's a non-believer and they don't want to believe and they refuse to believe, this is what's going on. Sometimes it's just ignorance. People don't know. So when you come to them with the gospel and they believe, then that's because they didn't know. But sometimes people are deceived. So when 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says the God of this age has blind the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. This, this is how we know. He said, beloved, no, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see if the spirit is of God. For whoever confesses that Jesus Christ is the son of God, then that's the spirit of Christ. But whoever denies it, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. What is the Antichrist spirit? The Antichrist spirit is not just the Antichrist himself, but the Antichrist spirit is anti. It's a spirit that's against Christ. It's the spirit that does not want to confess that Jesus is Lord. It's the spirit that does not want to confess that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That's the spirit. That's the demonic spirit. That's why Satan, the devil, he don't want us to believe that. He wants to be Lord. The Bible says, how many of you know that the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world? How many of you know that? Let's read it. Let me prove it. Right. We Bible believing believers. Right. Second Corinthians four and four. Well, he's telling us um, NLT Satan, who is the God of this world. This is OK. Satan, who is the God of this world, right? Second Corinthians 4, 4. Satan, this is NLT. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. This is why they can't believe. So our prayer right now, Father, is that you take the blinders off the eyes of those who don't believe so they can see and know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. It says they are unable to see the glorious life of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God. So what's going on when your loved ones don't believe? What was going on when you didn't believe? It was the God, Satan. The Bible says Satan, who is the God of this world. The devil is a God, the small G-O-D of this world. And Adam gave him authority when he sinned. He let him in. He gave him, he gave him authority. But we have dominion and power 
and authority over the devil because it was for this purpose that the son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus said, look here, I've given you the keys to the kingdom and I've given you my authority. The same authority that I have in heaven, I'm leaving, I'm giving it to you so you can have it on earth. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we have power, dominion and authority over the devil. I want you to know that the devil is defeated. Okay. But um, again, I'm going to see if I can go back to the parable of the th- sower. Matthew 13, 22, um, 23. Okay. So we know, we see here that the, the worries of this life, the seedfulness of riches and all this kind of stuff, it causes us not to bear fruit. So we look at our lives and we're not bearing fruit. In other words, if the promises that we're hearing, we're not seeing a manifest in our lives. This is because the devil is at work stealing the word. Um, The deceitfulness of riches, whatever it is, the distractions that's in our lives, they come to take us off course to cause us to lose faith in God. They are distractions. The worries, the cares, the persecutions, all these things are sent on assignment from hell to get uh, to distract us, to take our focus off the Lord Jesus Christ. 23 says, but the seeds falling on good soil, it refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. Right. So when you can hear the word of God and you can understand the word of God, that means you have your heart is good ground. When you can hear the word, Jesus said, blessed is he that can hear. Who can understand? It's a. Do you know it's a blessing when we can read the word of God and understand it? Because it's the Holy Spirit who has revealed it to us. Because I don't know about you, before I accepted Jesus Christ, I could not understand a word of the Bible. It was as if it was in a completely different language. Why? Because the God of this world had blinded me. I could not see. I, I wasn't part of the covenant. I had not accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It was hidden from me. But when I accepted Jesus Christ and I began to love him with all my heart, my mind and my soul, he said he'll make his covenant known to those who fear him. If we want to know God's business, we need to become friends with him. Are you a friend of God? Yes, we're sons of God. You can be children of God and not be be a child of God and not be a friend of God. How many of you know that people have kids and they're at odds with them and their kids don't like them? Their kids don't consider them their friend. So you can be a child of God, not be a friend of God. Jesus said, I no longer call you a servant, but a friend, because a servant does not know what the father is doing. Let's look up that. Jesus said, I no longer call you a servant. Right. He said, because a servant does not know what the master's doing. This is over in John 15, 15 NIV. John 15, 15 um, let's look at the NLT. I'm sorry about the noise in the background. Um, it says, I no longer call you slaves, but a ma- because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. English standard version, John 15, 15 says, no longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I've heard from my father, I have made known to you. So when we become a friend of God, he will share his secrets, right? Isn't that what you do when you you share your secrets with your friends? 
you share your secrets with your friends. The Bible says that Abraham was called a friend of God because he believed God. How many of you know that when we don't believe God, we're not a friend of God? Because you uh, you, uh, you don't consider a person your friend if you're sitting up talking to them and they're just constantly calling you a liar the whole entire time. That's not a friend. But Abraham, it was accounted unto Abraham's righteousness because he his faith because he believed God. And his faith was made complete by his works. This is what the Bible says. It's not just enough to believe because even demons believe. But Abraham's faith was made complete by his works. He actually, he was going to actually do, carry out the mission. He was going to actually sacrifice his only son, Isaac. So God knew that he could trust him. He called him his friend, not because he was perfect, but he called him his friend because he believed him. <laughs> Are you a friend of God? We sing it all the time. But to be a friend of God, you got to believe God. How, how many of you know that? The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? We have to have faith in God to, to please God because when we don't believe him, we call him a liar. That's Hebrews 11 and 6. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. We can't just believe that God exists, but we also have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because even demons believe and tremble. We can believe God, believe that God exists and not have faith in what he says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is what the word says. It comes by hearing. And then faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Meaning we have to believe in something that we cannot see. We have to believe in a God that we cannot see. We must first believe that he does exist and that he He is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Um, Romans 10 and 17 says, so faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. Or uh, NIV says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So if we're not hearing the word of God. We can't have faith in God. If we don't, if we're not hearing the word of God, we can't have faith in God. So this is another the, the tactic of the enemy. This is how he's still in the word. This is how he's still in our faith through the cares of the world. The deceit. He's trying to get us to believe in what we can see and not believe in what God says. He don't want us to know that we're more than a conqueror. He don't want us to know that we're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. He don't want us to know what our inheritance is. See, we have an inheritance in Jesus Christ. He, Jesus did more than just die for us and redeem us, but he redeemed us uh, for our sins, not just for our sins, but he redeemed us from the curse. Our sins was put upon him and he paid for them, but he also took stripes on his back so that we could be healed. He was also bruised for our iniquity and the chastisement of our peace was also upon him. And he also uh, conquered death, hell in the grave. And he also said, now you're more than a conqueror because I've conquered everything that you will have to, con will, that will confront you, that will contend with you. The devil is already defeated and Jesus is still Lord. The Bible says, for this purpose was the son of God manifest to destroy the works of the devil. Let's look up that because we need to understand. In other words, Jesus came to undo everything that the devil came to do. He redeemed us. He didn't come to do away with the curse, but to redeem us from the curse. 
Cursed is he that hangeth on a tree. He took all of our sins upon him. If this is boring you, then this is because it's probably too many Bible verses. And that's not good because this is where the itching ears come in. This is where it's hard to endure sound doctrine. So faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 10, 17. King James says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we're not hearing the word of God. We're not going to have faith in God. And this is what the problem is. This is why the carries and the world, the, the worries and the persecution, this is why the winds and the waves is able to uh, distract us because we're watching too much news. We're, we're, we're listening to too many words of the world. If we're li constantly listening to the words of the world and we're not listening to the word of God, we're going to have more faith in what the world is saying than what the God, what God is saying. And he said, don't you know that to be friends with the world is to be enemy of God? What is he saying? When I believe more in what the world is saying, what the news is saying, what they are saying over what God is saying, then that makes me a friend of the world. What does the word of God says? As believers, we should always be set for the defense of the gospel. In other words, if what you're saying is contrary to what God is saying, I don't care who you are. I'm not agreeing with you. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what's causing us to depart from the faith? The Bible says some would, as we approach the end time, some would, would depart from the faith. They're going to depart from the faith, you guys. Some are going to depart from the faith. They're going to depart from the faith because they don't want to endure sound doctrine. And so what we do is, and it's going to be easy to do with Facebook Live, YouTube, and all this stuff. It's going to be real easy for the enemy to lead people astray when, when we can't endure sound doctrine. First Timothy 4 and 1. It says, the spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Yes, the devil is going to be teaching you guys. This is why it's so important to stick with the word of God. Stick with sound doctrine. We can't get into personalities. We can't just sit back and relax and say, oh, well, they've been saved for 30 years. No, that's not how this works. Okay. It's every day. Daily, I crucify my flesh, the Apostle Paul says. We have to discipline our flesh and make it do what it don't want to do. How many of you know that this is not about us? This is about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's about us losing our life so we can really find our real life. And I was telling Pastor Diction yesterday, I was like, I'm living my best life now because I am in pursuit. I am chasing after God. I am a God chaser. And we have to set our face like a flint. And no matter what's going on around us, we cannot be distracted by the bills. We can't be distracted by the pandemic. We can't be distracted by the variant. We can't be distracted by COVID-19. We can't be distracted about nothing. Whatever it is that has your attention will be the thing that distracts us. 
we say, well, okay, well, Lord, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to do this, but first I need to go back and do this. Or first I need to go back and do that. Or first I, no, no, no. Jesus said, I need to be first. You need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and quit trying to figure out stuff on your own. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, you need to come and acknowledge me. So what is it? Let's read uh, 1 Timothy 4 and 1. NLT, it says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow this, uh, this deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. Let's see why. Let's see why. Because they don't want to endure sound doctrine. Such teaching comes through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Some are not going to endure sound doctrine. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who knows the truth. Listen to some of the stuff that they're going to be teaching. They're going to be saying, well, you don't have to get married. You know, it's just like being married. All it is is a piece of paper. First Timothy four. For everything four and four, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if, if it's received with thanksgiving. Be careful of the things that people are trying to turn into doctrines. Be careful of some of the things that people are trying to turn into doctrines. And they're creating movements based upon things that not that's not even biblical truths. Second Timothy four and three. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. First Timothy four, excuse me, I'm sorry. Second Timothy, I'm so sorry. Second Timothy four and three. Let me go to two. It says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and encourage with every form of patient instructions. When you see people that's contrary, contrary, living contrary to the word, and you can see people when they get into error, you can see people when they get into error. Make sure what you're saying is what God is saying, because everybody's preaching something. You're preaching what you believe. Is your belief system in line with what God is saying? Because of when, I'm not, when, my, when my way is not God's way, I'm going to tell you right here that my way is the wrong way. And when, I, when what I'm believing is not what God is saying, then guess what? What I'm believing is the wrong thing. 2 Timothy 4 and 2. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, reprove, he says, rebuke and encourage with every form of patient instructions. Why? Because when you're dealing with a spirit of deception, you're going to have to use the wisdom of God to get them untangled from this lie. How many, um, remember John uh, 8 and 32, if you, if Jesus said to those Jews who believe, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. 
and the truth will set you free, right? God's truth will set us free from a devil's lie. Every area in our lives where there's an addiction, stronghold, or a bondage is an area in our lives where we're believing a devil's lie. So that's why I asked the question, what's your why lie? Look at the areas in your lives where you, where there's a bondage, a stronghold, addiction, those areas in your lives where you're struggling and find out what the word of God has to say about it. And that's that truth and believe it in your heart and then act on whatever it says to do. And God's truth will set you free from that devil's lie. For who the son set free is really free indeed. I don't know about you, but I'm a believer. So when I read what it says, I instantly believe it. I don't have to be convinced of anything that the word of God says. I believe it. I know for a fact that my way was the wrong way. My lifestyle, which was contrary to God's will and God's way, was the wrong way. And it didn't lead me into anything that was good. And that's how I know, too, that what I was doing wasn't good because it didn't end up leading me into anything that was good. For the way of the transgressor is hard. And how many of you know that the, the wages of sin is death? How many of you know that sin has consequences and it's going to lead us, cause us to be dead spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything else? Dead means dormant, spiritually dead, dry, dead, feeling empty on the inside. If you're feeling dry, dead, empty on the inside, hollow on the inside, and we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to the word of God, that's the, that's the wages of that sin, that lifestyle. There's no condemnation because all we do is simply repent and get up and turn away. I know about that feeling too, because I've been there and did that. Nothing can take the place of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. Nothing can take the place. The word of God says, my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. NLT says, my people are destroyed because they don't know me. If we don't know the word of God, we don't know God. And that's, God and his word is one, okay? Let's prove this, because I say it all the time. You say this elementary. Yeah, no, it's not elementary because until we start doing, until we start bearing fruit, we don't believe it. It's simple as that. Until we start doing what the word of God say, do I'm not, I'm not knowledge puff up, but love build up. What are you doing with what you know? Another question is, do you even know how to do what you know? But you know what? The good news is, is that God has already said, uh, that if we need wisdom, we can ask them for it. Whenever you read the word of God and you don't know what it means, just simply ask God to tell you what it means. He's not trying to withhold any good thing from you. He's not trying to keep secrets from you. He gave us his only begotten son. What else is there that he will not freely give us? As long as it's in a line with his word. And in timing, um, because we don't get to tell God what to do. We don't. He said to bring him in remembrance of his word, but we don't get to tell him what to do. We can re remind him of what he said. Lord, you said, if I believe not only shall I be saved, but my me and my house. He said, bring me in remembrance of my word. Remind him of what he said, because God don't have to do what you say. OK, but he does have to do what he say, because God and his word is one and he watches over his word to perform it. So the best way to pray is to pray the word. Find out what the word of God, the counsel of God is saying about your situation. John 1, 14, 
Let's read John 114. John 114. We can know the word and not believe the word. We can know God and not believe God. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. Um, John 1.14, the word became flesh. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son. He came from the father full of grace and truth. Uh, um, the word became flesh. Jesus became flesh and he dwelt among us. The word became flesh. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. And the word became flesh and it dwelt among men. Right? That's John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word, King James Version say, and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. <laughs> I said that to simply say God and his word is one. John 1 and 1. So why is it they're not doing sound doctrine? If you want a word, go to the word to find a word. Because when we have itching ears, that gives place to the devil. Some are going to depart from the faith because they don't want to endure sound doctrine. They're going to stop enduring. Like right now, this is sound doctrine. And some people are bored with it. Because it's not giving them that whatever it is that they their itching ears want to hear. But if you will do what we're talking about, you'll begin to see fruit being manifest in your life. Nothing happens outside of a seed. The word of God is a seed. Nothing happens without a seed. Our words are seeds being sown into the into uh, is framing our world and we're speaking it. Is framing someone else's world. That's why we need to be careful of our words. Remember, life and death is in the power of our tongue. Life and death is in the power of our words. And we will eat the fruit thereof. We're having what we're saying. So are we saying what God is saying or are we saying what we see? Do we have more faith in what God is saying? We can't have faith in God without hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if our faith is weak, it's, there's no condemnation. That means I'm not talking about what someone else is preaching or someone else is teaching. I'm talking about it comes that way too. Faith comes by hearing. But what I'm saying is I'm trying to get us off these vitamin supplements. We do need them. Don't get me wrong because we don't get everything we need. But I'm talking about us sitting down and making our own greens. Um, cooking our own cornbread. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm not going out to eat. Okay. So when we're listening to other people, we're going out to eat and that's fine because every joint supplies a need. We need it all, but that shouldn't be your only meal for today. Because see, like when we get off of here, you need to take some of these Bible verses that I've given you and look it up. Like they used to do in the book of Acts, they would go home and study to make sure that what the apostle Paul was saying was true. And you guys need to Go uh, when we get off this live, go look up these Bible verses I've given you and see if what I'm saying is true. So we have itching ears. Having itching ears is going to cause us to depart from the faith. They're going to depart from the faith because they're going to have itching ears because we're so used to so much entertainment 
that when someone buckles them down and say, come on, let's teach. Let's go line upon line, precept upon precept. We don't got patience for that because there's no entertainment. It's not making my flesh scream. It's not telling me. Itching ears is wanting to hear what you want to hear. But it's not about us wanting to hear what we want to hear. It's about us wanting to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. But 1 Timothy 4 and 1 says, now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times or last days, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings from demons. Why? Because they want to hear what they want to hear. That's a danger in that. We got to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. I'm not into the hype and all this kind of stuff because I'm listening. Now we need preaching, but even in the preaching, it should be aligned with what God is saying. We can't just be saying what we want to say. It has to be, the preaching is supposed to be the preaching of the gospel, not the preaching of my experiences, not the preaching of my metaphors, but the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We should be able to take what you're saying and tie it to what God is saying. If there's no biblical reference for what they're saying, then God is not saying it. But everyone is hyped and caught up in the moment and sleep. But you're saying what my flesh wants to hear and it's making me feel good and it's making me happy. It, I, I mean, it's nothing that I can take and use when I leave here, but at least I feel good now. I can't take this, what you just said, and apply it to my life because it's not what the word says. And therefore, if it's not the word of God, it's not going to manifest the fruit of God. We have to come back to the Bible. We have to come back to the word. We have to return to our first love. Um, when we lose our desire for the things of God, I'm getting ready to get off here. My time is almost up. This video will probably be too long for some people. Because they're not used to just sitting like this. Now, it was if I was hooping and hollering, had a lot of hype, then, you know, because then it would be, you know. Um, but we have to pay attention to what people are saying, even when they're preaching. We have to pay attention. We have to be alert, be sober, be alert. And that, you know, uh, we have to make sure it's the word of God, because the word of God is the only thing that's going to manifest the promises of God. If it's the word of God, it should change us. It should deliver us. It should set us free. Jesus said the truth, which is his word, will set us free from a lie. I'm getting ready to end it here. But let us, what, let's stop looking for another word. Some of you are looking for another word. That's very dangerous. Saul went looking for another word. I don't want that word. Jonah went looking for another word. He didn't, Balaam went looking for another word. God had already told him what to do and what not to do. He told him, you need to go to tarnish, but he didn't like that word. So he went looking, he wanted to go, he, he wanted another word. And so when he started doing what he wanted to do, that's when the storms, the cares, the worries, all this stuff started coming against his life. And, and, and it's not to say that it's not going to happen as believers, but there's there's pers being persecuted for Christ's sake. And then there's being persecuted for the for the wrong way. We need to look at our lives and look at the storms and say, OK, this is good persecution. And when, when we're suffering for righteousness sake, 
That's the good thing. But if we're suffering as a meddler and a busybody in somebody else's business, that's that's not God. That's not God. Don't get no glory out of that. But if you're suffering, if people talking about you because you're preaching the gospel and you're living for Jesus Christ, that's good. He tells us to rejoice when you're being persecuted like that, because it means truly that the glory of the Lord is resting upon you. Um, but I'm getting ready to end here because my time is running out. But I want to leave this with you and say, hold fast to sound doctrine and get in the word of God for yourself and study for yourself. You study. The Bible say for us to study, to show ourselves approved. You study the scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, show me. So we're not just saying amen to stuff that we we, have, we don't even know if it's true. Lord, don't pass me by. Lord, renew my mind. You want to show me that. I haven't read it everywhere, but you know what? We have an unction from the Holy One, the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher. He's there to keep us from being led astray. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If your faith is, if you're feeling faithless, if you're feeling hopeless, find out what the word of God says about whatever it is you're feeling faithless and hopeless about. And then faith will come. And then whatever the word says, be ye doers of the word also and not just hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. For it is the doer of God's word that's blessed, not the hearers only. Why is this? Because unless we do what it says, we're not going to see what it says. The promises of God are not going to be able to be manifested in our lives. What are, whatever is distracting you, that's the thing that's taking you off focus. That's the thing that's taking you off course. That's the thing that's causing you, that's still in your faith and taking you away from what God's word say. I'm getting ready to end it here. Father, we just thank you for being in the middle of us. Father, we thank you that your word, because it is land on good ground, because the good ground heart, I didn't get to that part, but the good ground heart is in verse 23 of Matthew 13, 23. It says, but the seeds falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produced a crop yielding 160 or 30 times what was sown. So if we want to see the promises of God manifest, if we want to bear fruit in our lives, we're going to have to have a good ground heart. If we know that we can't, in order to uh, plant a vegetable or anything, that the soil has to be good soil. So look at our heart as a, good, a fresh pot of soil. There's no condemnation. But if we're not bearing fruit in our lives, it has to do with the condition of our heart. Read the prop, uh, Matthew 13. In other words, when I'm saying fruit, in other, what I'm saying is if we're not seeing the promises of God manifested in our lives, it has something to do. Not all the, It could just be a timing issue. But we always want to check the condition of our heart. Because the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God. I'm getting ready to end it here. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us. Lord God, we thank you that your word, that it will not return void um, because it has fallen on good grounds. It has not fallen on death ears, Father. And as we sit here together, as we sup and fellowship and spend this time with you, Lord God, we ask for wisdom. We ask that you give us wisdom to know how to do what we just heard, to know how to study your word, to know how to endure sound doctrine, Father God, to know how not, not to build in the midst of persecution, not to faint. Teach us how not to faint, not to grow weary. We will not give up in the day of adversity when the enemy comes against our lives, when the storms of life and the persecution comes. 
it will not be able to steal the word, Father, because we are doers and not hearers only of this word that we heard today. And the condition of our heart is good ground. We believe what you say. We receive what you say. And Father, we thank you for wisdom to do what you say. I'm getting ready to end the year, you guys. You guys will be blessed and be encouraged. I'm also doing my podcast at the same time. So if you guys want to go back and hear the message again, it will be right there on my podcast. Follow me on Spotify um, under Arthur Pearlie Martin or anchor.fm under um, Arthur Pearlie Martin. Hit the subscribe button. That way, every time I come on, you'll be notified. Okay. You guys, uh, so into our outreach, wecare1966.us. I'm ending it here. You guys keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout your day and share the word. Um, I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. I'm stuck here. Um, The Lord has got me stuck right here. We have got to return to the Bible with the elementary principles of the doctrine because we know a lot of scriptures, but we don't know how to do them. So go back and ask God, Lord, show me how to take off anger. Show me how to do this. I read this, Lord. Now give me your wisdom and show me how to do what I know. Okay. No condemnation. Today was just another learning day where we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. I'm ending it. I'm ending it now. And you guys continue to be blessed and to be encouraged.